Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we look at the latest comics and other media featuring the Transformers. In this episode, we review Duke number three because Charles says so, and TFCon LA might just have more guests than attendees. Today is Friday, March 1st, 2024, and this is episode 379 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that can't believe we're still reviewing G.I. Joe comics on this, a Transformers podcast. I'm your host, Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast, and I am joined by the excellent Transmissions team of Jeremy, a.k.a. Yako. Yo, Joe. Uh, Charles, Charles left the review copy. and He's like, I'm not going to be here, but you must do this. And, you know, he, he's the boss. So I should have called in sick for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Char, a.k.a. Robo Apollo. Hi, everyone. Let's talk Transformers. <sighs> yes, let's. Uh, <laughs> let's do some Transformers talking. Uh, we are going to start off the show um, like we always do by ta- thanking our Donatrions. That's what we do at the end, actually, but we'll do, we'll do it first. Let's thank our Donatrions right now. John Fork, Levin Good, Demon Tech 82. Thanks, buddies. Uh, we, we I'm just messing everything up. So um, if you guys want to be like uh, John and Demon Tech, then uh, you can join our Donatrion. Uh, we have uh, a really cool Donatrion or, or Patreon, as it uh, were. Um, you can join them. And uh, join at any of our tiers, whatever you want. Um, <clears> That's <throat> uh, it's really cool. Uh, we can uh, we have the ability to to listen to the show, uh, you know, while we record it. The uh, you can uh, chat with us uh, while we record the show. It uh, sometimes gets in the show, as uh, you may hear during the toy show. We often mention uh, you know people in the chat, and uh, or you can just uh, throw a buck our way a month and just uh, you know just just kind of like a thank you or you can be like the masterpiece donatrions and get a mention in every single episode um yeah so that's really fun uh we do also have uh the uh, special show that i do with dr pants and i mean we have we have lots of them already so it's i don't know why people are bugging me about it but it's we like big bots um, there are 12 episodes of that already and that's a dozen i mean that's a, a dozen is a lot you know it's uh it's more than 10 so uh and and ten's already a lot so i mean just be happy with a dozen but yeah we like big bots is a show that you can get for uh being a donatron it's a show where dr pants and i get together and uh talk about a figure or a character and all the different variations of figures that we have of that uh, of that character and uh generally they are very large figures and uh fun to talk about cuz they're they're just big bots we also talk about, or we also have uh, our live play RPG, Transformers Empire of Rust. And this has been on hiatus for a bit, but they've been doing the side ep- uh, the side thing, which is the, uh, the Rustford Files. And uh, that is coming to a close. Um, so the episode 11 is out right now, which is the Snake Machine. And uh, you can listen to that. I believe episode 12 is the last one of that. 
and then uh and then season three of uh of uh empire of rust comes back so uh if you're uh if you're into that it's a live play rpg and uh my, our editor mike uh, gets in there and uh and does a whole bunch of uh crazy crap and has people doing voices and it's a it's a fun uh, it's a fun show i've listened to all of them <laughs> you get a gold star daryl thanks uh, we also have our uh, Transformers number one exclusive cover. This is from Skybound, and uh, the artist is EJ Sue. And uh, this is uh, a very cool cover that we got uh, commissioned by EJ. And uh, it is a exclusive retail variant. And uh, yeah, it's available on our Transmissions store. It's fifteen dollars, and uh, you can get it bundled with our old co- our old cover that we got done. Uh, with IDW, and uh, so you can get two covers in in one package if you want. So that's really fun. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty neat. And uh, if you want, if you're attending TFCon LA at uh, well, by the listening of this, it'll be next weekend. Uh, you can uh, have one of these uh, brought with either Charles or myself, and uh, meet EJ Sue at the event and have him sign it for you. It'd be kind of fun. And that way it'll save you on some shipping too, because you don't have to have it shipped because we're just bringing it with us. And also, uh, same thing goes for the old comic too, because Alex Mill and Josh Perez are both going to be there. That's right. Yeah. So take a look at that. And uh, yeah, if you want us to bring one of those, let us know. And uh, yeah, you'll get, uh, you get to meet uh, all those, all those guys there. It's going to be fun. I would imagine we'll need to cut off those TFCon orders probably by what the, Tuesday of the week before to make sure everything is packed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I'm leaving on Thursday, the seventh, mm-hmm. so I can't bring any, any, anything beyond then. So, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure Charles, I think he's leaving on the, the Friday. So maybe a little bit more time, but yeah. So be cool if you can get that and then uh, you can have them, uh, people sign it in, uh, you know, on site there. I'm sure we're going to bring some anyway. So, but yeah, and lastly, we have our Toy Hacks code for the month. Uh, it is uh, save fifteen percent at toyhacks.com, and you just use the code that uh, we have here on the screen. So take a look at that, and uh, you can put that towards your next order at Toy Hacks, and that'll be kind of fun. Uh, get some get some stickers, and you can uh, you know make your uh, make your figures uh, look new again with some some images or with some stickers from Toy Hacks. So yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's get into the show. Uh, this is uh, this show is not going to be a lot of me talking. This is going to be a lot of Jeremy talking. So that's why I'm hosting. Uh, let's go into we're gonna we got no comic book news. We got nothing else to talk about. We're gonna go into a comic book review where we talk about it's not Transformers. It's Duke number three. That's all. Need to get make a GI Joe themed yes <laughs> thing there. <clears throat> All right, yes, we're doing Duke number three, which I labeled Duke number two in my notes, but it's Duke number three. And this was written by Joshua Williamson. Art is by Tom Riley. Colors by Jordi Belair. Letters are by Russ Wooten. Editors are Sean Mackowitz and Jonathan Manning. And would love to tell you about covers, but our review copy had no covers. So 
Uh, we're just going to get right into the story. And it starts in Mars Industries, where equipment's being moved out, and Destro is uh, realizing that Dr. Bur Burkhart did give Duke some information, as well as a device that can track her work. However, he's also able to reverse track the device, and he orders the mercenary Major Blood to go to the pit and finish off Duke once and for all. Meanwhile, at the pit, Rock and Roll and Stalker are reporting in to Colonel Hawk. Stalker tells Hawk that something stinks about this whole thing, and they both know, knew that if Duke hadn't been hurt, they wouldn't have been able to capture him. And there's something more going on with him beyond just the injuries. In, this, in the cells uh, down below, Baroness is trying to get through to Duke to get him to team up and escape. Clutch tells her that he's dealing with his own demons right now, and she should stop yapping like a dog. This sets her off, and she lets him know that if he wouldn't talk to her like that if he knew who she was. And Duke is silent no longer, and he reveals that he knows her entire history. Anastasia Cicerovna, the daughter of wealthy parents, was bored of that life, and she joined some Eastern European intelligence agencies, trained to be a spy, and then went off on her own and became a terrorist. Shocked, she says that she quit that whole system that Duke still clings to, and he's in no place to judge her. Duke tells her that Hawk will see the truth and he'll see this through, but she accuses him of giving up and then he stands up yelling that he did not give up. Happy that she finally got some emotion out of him, she urges Duke to get them out. Clutch says that Duke has never turned his back on his duty. Then she asks Duke to think why a hero such as himself it was, was stuck there in the pit. What made his government turn on him? And then he, he flashes back in his memories to a giant robot, Daryl, <laughs> and his friend's dead body in his hand. Duke replies only, it's classified. Baroness is laughing at Duke's insistence on protecting the secrets of a government that will no longer protect him. As this is going on, Stalker meets the vehicle and tells them that they were supposed to call in first when he sees that the passengers have been killed. Seeing some, some, seeing some helicopters in the distance, he calls Rock and Roll and tells them to lock everything down. Blood's troops soon descend onto the pit, and the three prisoners hear explosions from above. Rock and Roll comes in and frees Duke and Clutch. Baroness screams not to leave her, and as Duke turns around to look at her, Rock and Roll and Clutch are caught in an explosion. Duke jumps to dodge some bullets and grab a pistol, returning fire as he... Um, Duke jumps to dodge some bullets and he grabs a pistol. Returning fire, he then reluctantly gives his pistol to Baroness so he can free rock and roll. As he helps Clutch do this, Duke is punched in the back of the head by Major Blood. This dirty punch fires him up, and Duke replies with an uppercut to Blood's chin. Then he nearly breaks his hand when he punches Blood's metal arm. Blood then ends the fight by shooting Duke in the leg and gloats about the bounty that he's going to collect on this. Suddenly, Blood is shot in the head by the Baroness who seems to be intrigued by the idea of this bounty to be continued. So I thought this was a good issue, if a very slow issue with all the talking. And, um, but I, I enjoy the spy stuff that like talking about Baroness's background. And I think with this point of the story, like things are going to quickly 
accelerate with um, like the attack on the pit. So the next issue I'm sure is going to be a lot of action, <clears throat> but I'm, I'm still really enjoying this, uh, this take and um, seeing that the Starscream still looms large in, um, in Duke's mind. And um, I feel like the, the art was pretty good in this for the most part early on. I wasn't as happy about the, the stuff in the Mars industries, but once we get into the pit and into Duke and Baroness and all that, I think the art was really great. And I feel like um, I can't show it on here because of the review copy, but the, the one panel we get of Starscream reminded me of, um, it was a Marvel G1. I think it was the underbase thing where Starscream was all supercharged. I think that that art kind of resembles that, but I feel like the, the colors are really interesting in how they're using it in this book. Um, really good action at the end. And yeah, I'm just, I'm still completely on board with this. So um, Daryl, let's get you out of the way, <laughs> get your thoughts on this book. Um, what did you think of Duke? Oh, um, so this book continues to do the same thing that the other two have done, and that's um, introduce characters uh, as if we know who they are. Um, so uh, this the issue two ended by introducing the Baroness like we knew who she was, and I didn't. I didn't recognize her. You guys did because you are G.I. Joe, you know, secretly G.I. Joe fans. Um <laughs> Uh, the s splash page of Major Blood, in all caps, Major Blood. Like I was supposed to be like shocked that I knew who he was. I don't. Um, you know, but that's your typical uh, comic introduction page. Like your it classic. is, but it, you know, it is. But I, I don't. It's it gets no reaction from me because I don't know who he is. Yeah. Right. So, you know, again, um. <clears throat> this book is written for, for pre-existing GI Joe fans. Yeah. Um, so there's a limited audience here. If they did something to kind of, uh, you know, tell me who major blood was or something like that, or I don't know, they just, they, they've done a, I, I think it's a bit of a piss poor job of, yeah. of, of introducing the characters. The was, um, uh, what is it here? The uh, the the guy in the cell that's not Duke. Clutch is that? Uh, did we know Clutch from the last ep or last yeah. issue? He's the guy okay. in the junkyard that yeah. Duke met. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yes, as I had forgotten his name. Um, yeah, if there were like file cards or something in there, yeah, kind of, you know, giving you Just a bio something. would that help? Yeah, yeah, it would give me something. Um, like, uh, like I, I, I get the, uh, the rock and roll guy cause that name's kick ass. Um, but, uh, you know, um, I, I just, you know, the fighting was cool. I fully expected the Baroness to, you know, to, to double cross Duke. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um. I, I can appreciate this guy. I mean, 
Major Blood is a, seemingly a big bad that got introduced, you know, with a full page spread at the start of the comic. And here he is being killed at the end of the comic. Um, so I can respect that they are being fairly harsh with the, uh, with the characters, you know, um, these are, you know, these are characters that have been around for a long time and they are, you know, Joshua Williamson is just ripping through them like crazy. Um, yeah. Well, one thing about major blood, I, I didn't even think about until you just mentioned it. Um, he doesn't die. No, well, he, probably it, he does traditionally have an eye patch over that left eye. Oh, okay. That's what I, you know what? So, I kind of wondered about that. I think I remember seeing something about an eye patch or something. It doesn't matter. Um, is he talking to, um, what is it? Uh, Destro it at the beginning. Destro. Yeah. Yeah. Destro. That's right. So I kind of, I looked at the, the kind of the hands and then the, the collar and I thought, you know what? I think yeah. that's Destro. So he's got major Dr. Claw vibes going on in this issue. Yes. Yes. Very <laughs> much so. Um, yeah, uh, the, uh, the like I said, the double cross of of Baroness was, uh, I mean, that was seen a mile away. But <clears throat> I think the bigger kind of twist will be if issue four shows that she's actually like, you know, let's go, let's get out of here kind of thing. Like, you let me go, like, uh, I'm going to repay the favor, All right? And get you out of here yeah. i don't know i i that, that's but, kind of where i figure it's going yeah um i want to know where she found her uh costume and all of her stuff um i don't know i just she's zipping up at the end and the you know in the last frame here and uh you know there's a fight going on around you you had enough time to go and grab your suit um Anyway, it's I, I didn't mind the art. I thought the art was good. Uh it uh it does uh it it it's great comic book art, you know. Um so I, I thought the art was decent. Um I just don't care for the material. It's uh it's a waste of my time to read a G.I. Joe comic. <laughs> uh, but everyone else loves making me read it. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I can be of some value here yeah all right Achar, uh what were your thoughts on the book um i enjoyed it overall but um the beginning was kind of slow for me and i'm not as familiar with gi joe like you know as a kid growing up i knew of gi joe and i knew of some of the com of the characters like i knew who duke was and cobra commander but like i don't really know a lot of these other characters so this is more new to me um i still liked it though i liked the fight scenes um you know i thought that was really funny when you know the baroness is asking duke about what like you know he saw and then he's just like oh it's classified so he's he's definitely not a leaker so yeah. um, he's he takes it very seriously so um, you know, I'm curious as what what's going to happen next. You know, obviously the you know Starscream, as you said, at least is still a figure 
in this series and we got one lovely panel of him squishing a human in his hand which it did not quite exactly happen like that so yeah. um, but memories have, i mean yeah. memories can replay things differently yeah yeah duke's got major ptsd from this mm -hmm. um I just don't know how Duke's going to survive because he got shot in the leg with more than one bullet, it looks like. So, um, you know, but I'm guessing he's going to survive because this series is called Duke, right? So, yeah. um, but no, it's been it's been fun reading it. I like the art. Um, you know, I obviously like the Transformers comic better because it's my interest, but um you know, I don't hate it. You know, it's just entertaining. Um, but I did really notice I was getting into it a lot when they were talking about the Baroness's background. So, um, you know, that was really interesting to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Well, we will. I'm not sure. I don't think we have a comic next week. So, we'll be back to regular media news. And, um, but yeah, continue on with these Energon Universe books and hopefully things will come together at some point soon. And yeah, so I think that is it for the comic review this week. All right. Well, then let's move the show along and uh, move over to convention news. All right, and Char, why don't you tell us about something, some things that are going on in the the conventions that are coming up? Oh, the conventions that are coming up, the TFCon LA convention, which I'm probably not going, but Daryl's going and Charles is going. So if you're going, meet up with them. So Heck yeah, um, they're the most important guests. No, okay. make sure Daryl <laughs> knows just how much you love his GI Joe reviews. Yes. Oh, fantastic! Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, no, but anyways, TFCon is going to be in Los Angeles, March 8th through 10th. Um, and we have a guest, Stan Bush is a guest who is in, who's going to be attending and he did the music in the Transformers, the movie original motion picture soundtrack. So, um, you know, he sang The Touch and Dare. So if you like those songs, you should go. There's going to be lots of guests there. Um, and it's a fun convention. I've been to TFCon LA before. It's a blast. Okay, next mm -hmm. is we're, we're going to be talking about TFCon LA. So yeah, all, of these. <laughs> all of this. So I'm not going to keep repeating that. So our next guest is Michael Charles Hill. Um, he was a writer on Transformers G1 cartoon. So um, if you're a huge fan of G1, you should go. This is also the 40th anniversary of Transformers. So it's going to be a big convention. We were joking earlier that there might be actually like more uh, guests than attendees at the con, but it's actually a pretty big convention, at least when I went in 2019. Oh, and you know the benefit of having so many guests you know if you're if you're not interested in a lot of the bigger guests there's gonna be like almost no lines for some of these mm -hmm. yeah, yeah and it, spend some time talking to some of these people 
Yeah, it's really nice going to the, these big, the LA convention, because there's so many guests and they will, as Jeremy said, they'll, t they'll take the time to talk with you. Um, and so with this guest that we're talking about, Michael Charles Hill, he worked on some episodes, including The Gambler, Starscreen's Brigade, The Killing Jar, Ghost in the Machine, The Burden Hardest to Bear, and The Return of Optimus Prime Part 2. So, and it looks like he's going to be part of a Q&A panel and autograph session. All right. Next, we have guest Jerry Hauser, and he did the voices of Junkyard, Sandstorm, and Sweep in Transformers G1. Um, he'll be in a Q&A panel and autograph session. Next, we have Eric Siebenhiller. Okay, Eric Siebenhiller. So he's the lead toy designer for Transformers Animated. Um, you know, Animated's getting a lot of love this year in the toy line and previous year, which is very exciting for those of us who are animated fans. Um, he um, helped develop the Transformers animated series as its lead designer, and he will be involved in a panel titled Transformers Animated Deleted Scenes and Characters. So if you're a huge fan of animated, you're not going to want to miss this. You need to go. You need to figure out a way to get to this convention. Okay, next we have special guest Buzz Dixon, who is a writer on Transformers G1. He wrote the G1 um, cartoon, which I just stated, as a, he also wrote for Daryl's favorite, G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> My Little Pony in Humanoids and Gem and the Holograms. Oh, and that, let's see. That that, it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be a very star packed convention. So um, if you've not been to a TFCon, this is the one, if you're only going to go to one, this is the one you yeah. have to go to this year. I would say a lot of these um, people are like Buzz Dixon and Michael Charles Hill. Um, the writers will generally bring copies of scripts that they will sell. So if you're interested, you can get, you know, a script. I, I have um, one from Michael Charles Hill from a couple of years ago. Do we know the guest count yet for TFCon LA? Do you guys know what the... Um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> quite, a, quite a number. The page is, is very long. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, check... Go check the TFCon LA guest page because if people are charging for autographs, they have the prices on there. Like Sam, Sam Bush is $40 for an autograph and $40 for a photo. So take that into account when you're determining your budget for going. Mm -hmm. That's a good point to bring up because a lot of, I think all of the guests charge for autographs or at least most of them well, do. The, the comic guests, um, they don't don't generally. don't usually. Uh, oh, Bob and, Budiansky might. Yeah. Also, I, I just see saw on here. Josh Press is no longer able to be there. So that's Aww. sad. Oh no. No. 
All right. Well, on that uh, bit of bad news, we're going to end the show. Um, no point. In no, we're not. <laughs> we have uh, we have a little bit of feedback actually, so we're going to play yeah. that. <clears throat> we have uh, we have some uh, some feedback that was emailed into us, but it's audio feedback, so it's very cool. Um, and uh, Jeremy has that lined up, and it is from uh, who again, Jeremy? Brent from Chicago. Brent from Chicago. All right, Brent. Uh, let's hear what you have to say. Charles, Daryl, Jeremy, Mike, and Char. It's your uh, longtime listener, Brent from Chicago. I'm getting over a cold, and I haven't really spoken much in about three days, so I'm going to try my best to do this. Uh, recently, I think it was Daryl and Mike, or maybe it was Daryl and Jeremy. Uh, you guys had done a review on the Skybound books, and you asked for opinions or first impressions on the title so far, and I want to give mine. So I'm going to preface this. Everything I say is just my opinion, and it's just my first impression. I can't change that. It is what it is. So uh, keep in mind, I'm currently rereading IDW1, you know, the really good continuity. Uh, phase 2, to be exact, I also did an entire reread of Marvel US and Marvel UK and the Regeneration 1 title by or series by Simon Furman. So I can't help but compare what uh, Skybound is putting out now to what came before. I never really read the entire Dreamwave run, uh, let alone reread it. But I did like the War Within uh, series. So, But I'm really not going to reference Dreamwave at all in this. So uh, my first impression of the first five issues of the Skybound books are so far are that they are not – I don't think they're bad by any means – I just don't find them compelling. I just think that it's meh. That's my first impression. Other than the wall-to-wall carnage, there's nothing here that's new, creative, or innovative, in my opinion. You know, IDW1 added layers upon layers to the mythology and lore, and I've spoken about that in a past message to you guys, so I won't rehash it all. But, you know, IDW stories felt like you were on an epic space quest to explore other parts of the galaxy, uh, even other dimensions and timelines. So far, I'm not getting that sense of grandeur or scope from Skybound. And I'm also starting to notice some pacing concerns, at least uh, in my opinion. So, you know, forgive me if I'm getting the minute details wrong. I only read number five, Skybound number five, once. I did not reread it, but... And it was during the height of my cold. But from what I recall, there was a battle scene, in, like in the middle of the book. And just when you think there's a lull in the action as our protagonists make their way to the Ark, Starscream and his troops launch another sneak attack. I I laughed out loud. I mean, there's no breathing room. It's just pure nonstop action, action, action. James Cameron is the greatest action director of all time because... He understood that you have to balance the action scenes with uh, downtime. This allows the audience to catch their breath, and it allows for opportunities to tell character stories. So far, Daniel Warren Johnson is doing anything but that. And if that's your thing, more power to you. But to me, eh, nonstop action can get boring, as uh, you know, paradoxical as that sounds. 
It's almost like he's got the opposite problem of IDW2's writer Brian Ruckley, where too many issues dragged on with little to nothing happening. Uh, both are opposite extreme problems, but they both come down to the same problem of pacing. My other issue is the choice of main characters. It's I get the impression that Daniel Warren Johnson, you really love the 1984 cast, and you really love season one of the cartoon of the G1 cartoon. I'm just hoping you know we we eventually get deep cut characters and future storylines uh, versus the same old boring guys we always get. Example, Swerve was a non-character until IDW made him a fan favorite. I guess I should be a little encouraged that at least we have RC in there, and Springer is going to appear soon too, so that is hopeful. Uh, I'm starting to understand why non-G1 Transformer fans roll their eyes when they, at the very mention of G1, because I think in their eyes, G1 means Optimus, Bumblebee, Starscream, Soundwave, and Megatron, when in truth, G1 is so much more than that. You've got Thunderwing, Apeface, Point Blank, Thunderclash, the Seacons, all the little Power Masters and Micromaster guys, etc. So Hasbro just needs to broaden their horizons and show some creativity and vision and give the spotlight to 98% of the rest of G1. Closing up, I will I will concede that it's really not a fair comparison for Skybound right now because it is such early days for them. Uh, after all, I wasn't a huge fan of IDW1's opening storyline of infiltration. So it took a while for IDW1 to become the epic cosmic space opera that it did become. So if we're lucky, maybe that'll happen with Skybound. And I'll conclude by saying that... Uh, Maybe what I want isn't what sells because apparently the reception for the Skybound books is through the roof. After all, the lack of sales for IDW1 was one of the reasons IDW no longer has a license, correct? So maybe this is what the mass audience really wants. Maybe this is what is needed for Transformers to prosper and gain new fans. And that is by by appealing to the middle ground for normies. If that's so, I can't help but feel a little sad about that as a hardcore fan, but it is what it is. You know, to paraphrase Scotty P from the Cybertron podcast when he was talking about the Skybound books, it's not doing anything for me, but I'm happy it's working for 99% of the rest of the population. All right. Well, thank you very much, Brent. Uh, that uh, that's a, a really good rundown, and I'm glad that you're comparing them to uh, the other uh, storylines that uh, have been done in the past. Um, <clears throat> comparing it to the original Marvel comics is is a an interesting comparison uh, because those were, I mean, by today's standards, they're laughable. Um, but uh, there there's some good ones in there, you know. But uh, a lot of them were just uh, just get the book out, put some puts the the new figures and new characters that uh, we have toys of coming out in, in there and just Especially get, the, the, early get the story out mm-hmm. oh yeah they're they're not great uh the uk ones would be interesting i i have a few but i've never actually read them um so it'd be interesting to go back and read those <clears throat> there's just so many it's just so many yeah. um the uh uh 
I am I am in the same kind of boat with you. Uh, I mean, around uh, the end of IDW's run with like the uh, the second phase there, I think the average comic that they were putting out for like Lost Light might be selling six thousand copies. I think that's yeah, that's right, right around there, right? Like that's horrendous, horrendous numbers, right? But uh, this IDW or sorry, this uh, this Skybound book is selling. Yeah. really well we don't have numbers yeah. because the company doesn't you know produce that stuff anymore but well i do have this thing that i, I meant to put in the, sh- the show for this week and forgot mm. but icv2's put out a list of the top 50 comics for the full year of 2023 and mm-hmm. number one on the list is transformers number one mm-hmm. again we don't have numbers but we these this is sales data from over three thousand stores so um Mm-hmm. Having number one, I don't know what the drop off is between that and number two, but well, I think I well, I commented on this when you posted this to us in the chat is that there is no number two on this list, and there that's isn't. I just that, search, yeah. that's saying that's very telling with the fact that you have 50 books on here for the year of you know of 2023, and yes, it's the full year, but we would have had three issues in that year. Mm-hmm. right and number two isn't in anywhere on there so we know that the uh number one sold 170,000 copies right we know it got up there and yeah. and and set a bit of a record for the highest selling transformers comic of all time um beating out Dreamwave. so that's that's great um but what was the drop off to number two how far did it fall i'm really curious to know that information um <clears throat> As and we've talked about it a bit on the show, the amount of people that are reading this book that have never read Transformers before, that they came from, you know, the Daniel Warren Johnson fan club, you know, they're just kind of fans of his work and they're just following him around, kind of reading whatever he does. That's great. I'm glad to have them here in the fandom and maybe they'll stick around when he stops doing the art. I hope. Um, but uh, this is it's a you know, it's a completely different narrative. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, love the action. You know, there was, for me, there was too much chit chat in the IDW stuff, you know, way too much world building and not enough action. Right. And, and I mean, I made a joke of it. There was no punching and there was too much chatting in the comics. And, and that was just kind of my standard review for most IDW Transformers comics back in the day. But these ones, I totally get where you're coming from. That it's all always been fighting, you know, in these first five issues. But I do tend to agree that they're they're setting a bit of a of a putting their footprint in the ground for where they want to, you know, branch off from. And uh, yeah, I mean, like the original G one show, they started off with a fairly small cast and branched out from there. So right. I expect to see some of the more deeper characters when we uh when we you know for the further we get into the book um but uh as of right now i'm i'm currently very happy with where it is and uh and i'm you know i'm currently i'm gonna miss daniel warren johnson's art myself i like i like it quite a bit yeah i think um like i can see where you're coming from especially with the pacing um it does 
like I, I felt like there was a little bit more spacing between the fight and the the arc stuff, but you know, I, I do see where you're coming from there. But I think comparing it, if you compare it at this point to infiltration at this point, which is like exact same point in terms of formation of the continuity, this does seem uh, it, this has more interest from me. Like it's kind of got its hooks in just because you start with your typical G1 arc is crashing on earth. And then you've just completely deviated from, you know, you're, you've introduced different characters. The, you know, Decepticons are in control of the arc. You know, it's just, you've taken a familiar thing and just twisted it. And that's just really gripped me in terms of my interest in the series. Infiltration started off a lot slower. It was a lot more methodical and, you know, it built, I think the IDW universe was built a lot slower than what they're doing here. I mean, we've got the space stuff with void rivals, which is, that's actually where Springer's going to show up. He's not going to show up in this book yet. Um, you got the GI Joe stuff, you got this. So they're, they're coming at it from a lot of different fronts. So I think things are going to, when they start going, it's going to start. We're going to, the cast is going to increase fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I totally see where you're coming from with your, uh, you know, wanting, you're seeing too much accent. And, mm -hmm. and as much yeah. as I hate to say it, we can see them pushing the two worlds together with the Transformers and the G.I. Joe, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. They are, the G.I. Joe book has very, very, both of them, Duke and Comor Commander, have very, very rarely mentioned the Transformers, but the fact that they're there in the background um, is something. Yeah. And But the Transformers book, right from the ish first issue, introduced these veterans... And they are slowly creeping towards, you know, kind of today's army. And I think at that point, the G.I. Joe book will have gotten to the point where, let's say Duke, you know, talks to Flint or whatever. And they start to believe him and say, holy shit, we got to go get these, you know, robots or whatever. And then, boom, we're we're now in a, they've the books have met up. Right. So yeah. we're getting there as much as I hate saying it, the, the G.I. Oh. Joe books are not doing it for me right now um, because there's no transformers in them whatsoever. But at some point there, there will be, I'm sure yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they, they have said that you will be able to read each of these books without having read the others. So any crossover that does happen, I think it's going to be a special event, not a, if you're reading GI Joe, you also have to read transformers or, yeah. or whatever. So I think the those stories are going to, you know, the the, the G.I. Joe cover commander stuff is going to lead into a G.I. Joe book. And that's going to be mostly self-contained, you know, with Duke dealing with his PTSD and all that. But I, I do like that the universe was planned from the start to be fully interwoven and rather than just kind of shoving the G.I. Joe stuff into the Transformers like IDW did. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, well, Brent, thank you for the voicemail and I hope you're feeling better. Um, the colds this year are no joke. Um, so, um, no, I understand where you're coming from. I'm a huge IDW fan. You know, I loved, um, Talalar One and, um, More Than Meets the Eye and Lost Light by James Roberts. And, um, you know, but I am enjoying this new, um, Skybound comic I don't know if I like it as much as that, um, as IDW, because IDW is very dear to me because they did very different things. But I do think that they are casting a wide net so that they can get more of a general audience into Transformers. And then maybe they can start bringing in niche characters, because I believe in one of the issues, didn't, didn't Robert Kirkman say that like he likes Windblade? Like as I a think, character, I think he that... did reference her in some interview. Yeah. Um. So, um, you know, and like what you were saying, Jeremy, is like they took something familiar and have twisted it a bit, like Megatron's mm -hmm. missing. You know. Um, well, and we, you guys have, you've, we've reviewed Cobra Commander, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, he's missing. Megatron is missing. Right. You know, from the Decepticons and. Um, you know, Bumblebee's out of commission. We have, right. um, you know, Cliff Jump, Cliff Jumper. So it's, and we have RC early on. And so um, we are getting different things. And I do think because, you know, this, the, we have a limited amount of time with Daniel Warren Johnson drawing the issues. They are trying to like set this up for something bigger and different. So um, it's been a little gruesome for me. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of gore stuff and, um, but you know, it's getting people into transformers and, you know, I know you posted those, um, sales stats earlier, Jeremy, but how many variants were there for the first issue? Right. Yeah. You know, so like one person could be buying, there were like 50 different covers, right? Oh, I think there are more. Yeah. So like, they, they've also done like second, third printings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, there are people and I've seen this in like Facebook groups and whatnot, like who are trying to collect all the covers. So those numbers are inflated, you know, it's like how many actual readers do we have versus, mm -hmm. you know, it's the same person buying different covers. Like I have multiple covers of the first issue. I have like three or four. I don't remember exactly, you know, so we, we bought a thousand person. of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah see look so see yeah the podcast bought a thousand so um how many of these numbers are just like it's because multiple people like the same person's buying multiple issues so um you know so we'll see what happens you know i'm excited to see where it's going um i do hope it continues to take what's familiar and twist keep twisting <laughs> like keep twisting it skybound keep twisting it so it's different right on well yeah thanks brent for the voicemail and uh yeah keep them coming i know you uh you you do your own voicemail because they are longer than a minute and a half which is all mm -hmm. we give the ability for with our little widget but uh yeah uh keep them coming man i i you know sounded fantastic yeah good good quality uh yeah, 
I don't know if you have to write it down because I mean, if I were to, I to heard some paper wrestling. That, I, I, think. I, I, I just, uh, I can't, I can't just talk like that for without uh, having no one, no one what I want to say. I you get a lot of ums and ahs and uh, uh which mm-hmm. you do get on this podcast quite a bit because I am a moron. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we're gonna end this. <clears throat> we're gonna end this show because it's late and I am a moron. So uh, let's. Go ahead and thank our Donatrions again, because I did it at the beginning of the show, and why not at the end? Hey, you know, uh, bookend it. So, John 4X11, good, thank you. Demontech82, thank you. You guys are great. And if you guys want to join our Donatrion, go ahead and do it. It's fun. And we talk about you on the show if you are on the Masterpiece level. If you want to leave feedback like Brent did, and you don't want to have to record it on your own device or send it in an email or something like that, you can use the widget, like I mentioned on our website, you can uh, just go on there and it's uh, transmissionspodcast.com slash feedback. And uh, you can just uh, click uh, record and uh, you got a minute and a half there. So yeah. Uh, so you can do that and it'll send it directly to us and then uh, we can just play it on the show. We are not picky. So we will play pretty much whatever comes in. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I think that's it. I think that'll do it. Shar, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. It's always a blast to be on here. You guys are my friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, that's nice. We're we're glad to have you, and you are our friend as well. Yeah. Um, nice shirt, by the way. I I see the Transformers shirt. The uh, yeah, the comic shirt. Yeah, it's Optimus. You can't see the whole thing, but he's riding Grimlock, so it's really cool. Nice. Okay. Very cool. And uh, Jeremy. Yeah. Another good show from from you know from us the uh, the the lackluster hosts uh, that uh, are not Charles. Yeah, yeah so. somehow duct tape and string, we made it work. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, listening, and uh, hopefully next week Charles is back. Later. Bye. Bye. Everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Transmissions.